trying to find the picture of Kevin as Groot. Kevin as Groot? Yep. I good? am Groot. I am Groot. I'm Groot. Have you, you've seen the video of all the different versions of I am Groot, like in the different languages? No. Oh, Marvel put it out. I think it was the first Groot. Because <laughs> they, they made sure to get their money's worth, right? Like So Vin, Vin Diesel, Diesel. says it in all, is it always Vin Diesel? Yeah, yeah. it's always Vin Diesel. Or, or at least it is for at least 12 languages. <laughs> I guess when you're only, li- when you're only lying, <laughs> right into you the can microphone. learn it phonetically. <laughs> what month did we take that, did that picture get made? Uh, was the uh, April? Whenever, whenever Guardians was that when the movie came, came out? out? Was so it April? April? Or May. Just look under Kevin. I can't look under Kevin. This stupid thing is. Or you, you can wait till later. Baby duckies. Oh, I remember the baby duckies. That was in May. You know, I'm starting to regret having you back. There it is. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of True North Nerd. That's shiny. So we have we have Kevin. Hello. We have Ryan. I'm here. And you had a catchphrase. I'm back. That's not what you said before. I don't want to swear. <laughs> now you don't want to swear. You did it in the kitchen. Fine. I am a proper lady. <laughs> Jen has returned. <laughs> don't laugh too hard at that. <laughs> I almost choked on my drink there. <laughs> there, see, now that's your contact. Excellent. I am Groot. So That's Jen funny. has returned. I'm uh, back. We have been joking for the last couple of episodes. She's been fighting dragons with paddles. Jen, would you like to tell everybody what you are were actually doing? <laughs> so um, it was the 15th annual uh, Barry Dragon Boat Festival, which the Barry Public Library puts on every year. It has for the last 15 years. So I am on the Barry Public Library team, Dragon Tales, and it was my first time in the festival, and it was so much. fun. Fun. It was amazing, and if you've never tried dragon boating, I highly recommend it. It's fun. It is super fun and hard, but super fun. Now, this was not going to interfere. Interfere. <laughs> Try that one again. Interfere. There you go. With our recording sessions, but uh, if you live in Ontario, you know that the weather this summer has been shitty. The weather yeah. outside is frightful. It yeah. literally rained every Thursday. My practices were Thursday night. From when did I start? July or June? Uh, I think June. June. Yeah. So we practiced every Thursday night. Uh, yeah, it must have been in June, and it rained every Thursday. Night. So the episodes that Jen missed were to make up for the days that they weren't out of the water due to thunderstorms. Yeah. So that, but we are glad to have Jen back. I say like I haven't seen her at all. <laughs> like she's been like, like you don't see her no, every night. I, uh, I must practice dragon boating. Nothing I will, will slay this dragon. Okay, dragon yeah, it, it's super fun, but I'm not that dedicated. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great upper body workout. Yeah, it's a great ab workout and back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, you you have to like contort yourself in weird positions mm-hmm. and 
then the coach keeps yelling at you, rotation, extension. And your team did rather well. Yeah, we made it into the bronze division, which I think is good. Sounds good. Yeah, sounds it sounds good, so let's go with that. Yeah, sounds impressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> finished third. In the bronze in, division. In, the, in your division. Don't yeah. finish third in your division. Yep. That's, it was better than you thought you were going to do. I'm sure there are teams that take it much more seriously than the Barry Public Library. Oh, yeah, yeah, her friend Karen's on one of those teams. She works with Karen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Karen competes on another team because they don't take it seriously enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, the Simcoe Sirens is the team that won, and they won overall everything, trophies, medals, and everything. On? Karen's on that, and yeah. uh, my coach was on that one. Uh. So I'm like, yeah, that's not fair. <laughs> they practiced like every day, twice yeah. a day for mm-hmm. like three or four months and I'm like we practiced for an hour every Thursday if it didn't pour I know a lot of (laughs) breast cancer awareness groups yes the ribbons yeah the pink ribbons they're lovely they practice at the same time as we did uh, I'm trying to remember what my, uh, my favorite team's name was. Was oh, was Pirates of the Pir- Epilepsy. <laughs> Pirates of the Epilepsy. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I assume they were raising money for, for epilepsy. epilepsy. Yeah. Let's <laughs> hope. Because otherwise, that's a really bad name. Yeah. So the great thing about the Dragon Boat Festival is that all the teams that compete raise money for the charity of their choice. So uh, there's a lot of breast cancer. Uh, survivor teams and epilepsy um and uh yeah we raised money for the public library so we raised uh i think we raised close to three thousand dollars oh that's excellent just our team nice so yeah that's pretty good i used to be on a team in aurelia when there was an aurelia dragon boat festival and uh, mariposa arts theater put a team in and we raised several thousand dollars for the for yeah. the theater hey you can join the Barry the dragon tales perhaps next year <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, that's um, where I've been. Yep, and now you're back. And now it's September, and except there's no for, more dragon. Except for the Fan Expo episode, you're not going to be on that one. No, I did not go to Fan Expo. Jen did not go to Fan Expo. I do not like crowds of people. We we are doing an episode uh, of Fan Expo. I haven't decided whether it will get released before this episode or after this episode. Um, Fan Expo episode is going to take some editing, so I'm not sure. It depends on kind of when I get it done. It will be soon, though. It's going to be a special. So I'll be on an off week or the same week an episode comes out. Um, I can tell you because we've got, uh, I've got the contents. I've just got to edit a little bit. You will hear from, on that episode, you will hear from uh, Ryan, Kevin, and I, along with Snowhawk Cosplay. He's coming in to uh, give us his view as a cosplayer. We will also have interviews with um, the man that you hear at the uh, the start of every episode of the show, Such Kyle Stevens. <laughs> who is also known as Kirby Crackle. I talked to him for a little bit. I talked to uh, comic book artist and writer Jay Fosgett in, in a great interview, and he proved he was the nicest man in the world by doing it twice because <laughs> my card was full and I didn't realize oh, it no. was full when I was recording. Oh, and no. yeah, so he, he seemed very nice when you introduced me on Saturday. Yeah. Oh, he, he's a nice dude on a whole. I'd like um, to meet him, mm. but I always get all tongue-tied amongst those people because I've heard so much about them from Brent that I basically want to be like, hi, I want to be your friend. I and want, I've been told that's creepy. I want his Jughead hat. Yeah. A, I can ask him where he got I it I want from. his Bodie Troll know. puppet, and I've only ever seen it in pictures. That's because he had it specially made. I know. Yeah. I would never take his Bodie Troll puppet, but, <laughs> but if he made smaller ones, I would buy one. There you go. Jay, if you're listening to this, Jen would buy a small puppet version of your puppet. Um, we've got that. Uh, we've also got, uh, 
It's not going to be part of the Fan Expo episode because it's too long. My panel with Jim Zub about writing on comics. Uh, it, I, you don't hear much of me on it because Jim just kind of went. Mm. Um, as it turns out, like uh, Jim Zub is the writer for a couple IDW books. He does the Dungeons & Dragons comic. Oh, cool. He's got a book called Wayward from Image. Um, but he's also writing Uncanny Avengers right now for Marvel. It's oh, his nice. first major Marvel book. But he's done other stuff. He did, um, if I'm not mistaken, he wrote Figment, yeah, that oh, one of their first Disney the comics. The Disney comics, yeah. So um, he's also a teacher at Sheridan. So he like the great thing about that panel, even though I don't talk much in it, is he's good at teaching. Mm-hmm. So that panel comes off really well. So I'm probably going to just throw that up in its entirety. Cool. And um, since we're talking about Comic-Cons, I'm going to throw in a shameless plug. There's I'm less than a month. Yet. Okay, I'm interrupting to throw in a shameless plug. <laughs> okay, throw in your shameless plug. She's been gone. Plug. Let her speak. Yes, there's less than a month until the Barry Public Library Comic-Con. Yes. Saturday, September the 23rd. We will be there doing a live podcast recording. Yay! Yay. We'll be recording. You might be right I will around. try to be there That's for okay. that part of it. We can, we can do a three-man show. At the very necessary. least, to make sure you guys keep it G-rated. Family no, we, we are different. I know. Well, okay. <laughs> Not so much Kevin and Ryan. I'm going to have to work on that. Yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> okay. I have a little bit of a potty mouth. Yeah. Um, we now return to our regularly scheduled talk about Fan Expo. And to, to make sure that everybody listens to the Fan Expo episode, I don't have the entire thing, but I do have a really good chunk of audio of voice actors that include uh, video game stalwart Nolan North. And Jennifer Hale, Jennifer Hale, and David Hayter, and Maurice LaMarche, the brain himself, oh. reading f- the first couple scenes of The Princess Bride in different cartoon characters. I wish I'd had a bigger audio card at the time or a second one because I would have recorded the whole thing and put it up because it was awesome. It they was. didn't even get through the whole movie though, they got like through like maybe a third, I guess. Yeah, they got. Well, we'll talk about that on the uh, on, on the, the fan, fan expo, expo episode. Panel. But yeah, it was there's a, a lot tease for you. Yeah, so if for nothing else, tune into that just for for Maurice Lamarche's Peter Falk alone was great. I did enjoy the dueling Shatners at one. Yeah, point. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I got that far. I think the audio cuts out before then. But uh, so that's uh, that's the housekeeping for now. And from that, we go to the news. We've only got a little bit of news, but. Uh, one is kind of amusing and may have bigger repercussions, and one is actually fairly big news that uh, just came out really an hour before we started recording. So let's start with yours, right? Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, in my uh, I made this note in between uh, tapings because I was like, wow, I have to remember this one for the next episode. But uh, apparently, Hasbro is in the process of suing DC Comics. And why would Hasbro? You know, oh. Because of the character name Bumblebee. Uh, Apparently, with the uh, the new Bumblebee standalone movies and Hasbro, uh, wants Hasbro to is trying to lock down their copyright. Co- and their thought is that uh, that the DC character Bumblebee, that uh, for those of you who don't know, is a girl that turns and has bee powers and it can shrink. And she things was like that. Featured on Teen Titans. She's Teen Titans. Uh, she's in the superhero girl toy line yep. Yep. with that. I don't cartoon. know if she's in the show of it, but she's yes, in part of the is. toy line. She yeah. is. Okay. Yeah, she's definitely in the toy line. Uh, and then she was even in. Uh, she was in Young Justice. Yep. 
So she's, she predates the Transformers she, by yeah. by quite a few years. Um, but, but Hasbro is concerned that people will be confused between you know with that they'll confuse the girl that turns into a bee with the robot that turns into a car. <laughs> <laughs> so if Hasbro loses this, does that mean they have to rename? No, Bumblebee. No. I don't think. I don't even know if the name is you know copyrighted. They probably have a copyright for Bumblebee when it refers to a car, a robot yeah, that turns into like that a car. To be pretty specific, but yeah, especially you know I, they don't really. I, personally, I'm not a lawyer. I play one on TV, but I you know I don't think they have a case. The cartoon, uh, the comic yeah. book character was out first. She's from the early '70s. She's a Teen Titans character. What? Was established and once again is. One's a girl that turns into that shrinks into a bee. The other one's a robot that turns into a car. If anybody was going to sue DC over that character, it would be Marvel because she's sort of a copy wasp. of the Wasp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, the, wasp the only thing I ever think of when I hear these type of lawsuits is that this was some lawyer's idea, mm. and it's the lawyers who are making money off of this. Yeah. Like, it, you know, like he got into the ear of somebody and went, you know, we should really sue about this. And here's my billable hours. Cause, <laughs> oh, it's like. It's probably it, someone whose no daughter. Neither of them. Yeah, their daughter probably got into the superhero. It's like, what? They have a Bumblebee, too? Well, how? how? And probably thinks it's a new character. I'm trying to think if there was another suit like that, like a while ago. That I I that was very very similar. Not be like I think a comic book company was involved too, but it was like something ridiculous like that. Like like we're afraid of it, that our clean product will be confused with your superhero with big well, boobs. Okay, so you know? since we're gonna just to keep rolling with this one, I did read one today that it made me chuckle. Uh, there's a company. It's um, I think they make like fertilizer. Okay. And they, I guess, came up with this new formula, and the the, I guess you know the short form for it was MN, uh, on their, whatever the formula for their <laughs> fertilizer, whatever it ends up being, mm-hmm. and so and it was supposed to be this really good one, you know, so they called it Super MN. Oh, uh, and we all see was where a, that's going. That, yeah. And apparently that was like over a year ago, and no problems. Nobody had any problems. Nothing. And then I guess it looks like uh, somebody, maybe they got a new person in marketing, um, that they literally came out and called it Superman. they two separate words, mm-hmm. but still. So now, yeah, DC is, of course. Yeah. There's a, a number There's, of things. I've always been curious of uh, Carrot Fest in Bradford. Um, hopefully can you get I'm the carrot out- people after us? No, no. Uh, hopefully I'm not outing them, but uh, they use Captain Carrot as their mascot. Don't worry, no one's like listening anyway. So legit DC <laughs> character, and I'm I've always wondered if some if one DC and Warner Brothers knows about this, oh, or two, how much it. they're they're paying and licensing for it. You mean that the that that giant walk around carrot mascot they call Captain? No, carrot, or no, they, they use, have they have, they have a Captain Carrot. They have two. So the giant carrot is called Gwilly. Okay. Um, but on the ban, oh, a lot of the banners for the longest time. Now I didn't go this year, so I don't know. But the one of the banners had uh, Captain Carrot. Captain Carrot, like when you're coming in into Bradford from Newmarket, like on the banner, and it's definitely you know the guy from the Amazing Zoo crew. <laughs> DC has some weird books, <laughs> especially sure in the like 70s it. and 80s. 
Captain Carrot and his amazing zoo crew. You can't see me shaking my head in astonishment at that. Oh, I loved those books. Those were fun. <laughs> the team was, um, there was Captain Carrot. There was Yankee Poodle. <laughs> uh, what was the pig? That pig, one iron. Just pig iron. Pig <laughs> iron. Yankee Poodle. Yankee the interesting Poodle. thing was they didn't go like the route that Marvel did where all their like animal characters are parodies, right? Oh, they do have a parody team, too. Oh, do they? Because there was, oh. there was a crossover book with the How do you parody crew. that? There was the zoo crew and the, the JLA, the Just a Lot of Animals. <laughs> just a Lot of Animals. Wow. Yeah. yeah, like Captain Garrett's his own character, right? He's not like a parody of Superman directly. It more or less is in some ways. He's more a Shazam analog. He ate a magic <laughs> carrot and turned into Captain Carrot. Was he, he a bunny at like, first? It would yeah. be even better. Was he, he a bunny? Like Shazam he was a bunny. Too, doesn't he, he was a bunny and yeah. he ate he's a carrot and turned into Captain Carrot. He's got like a yellow suit and a mask. With a C, there's like a yeah. C on his okay. chest. That one kind of, that one kind of... Through the fog and haze of time, mm. I think I remember seeing that one. At well, because Jeff Johns brought him back. Oh, did he? There was well, a yeah. dark Captain Carrot not long ago. I am googling. Well, this. not only that, there. Um, I if, currently, you know how all the Superman analogs from the different universes are being caught by Mister Oz or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, he, Captain Carrot's one of them. Yeah, so <laughs> he's he's still around. That's the most I ever thought I would talk about Captain Carrot. Oh, That's impressive. Right. I just Googled it. Who's the stretchy duck? Elastiduck. Is Elastiduck? it Elastiduck? I don't remember. I mainly remember them from the DC Who's Who's. Uh, I had a DC Comics Presents issue. Superman teams up with the zoo crew. Oh, course he does. Gil Kane had to have drawn that one, I think. Probably. Because that would have been awesome. There was a magician. Crisis on Earth C-? minus. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, they were involved in big DC crossovers, too. Because yeah. they're part of the DC multiverse. Oh, so. Yankee yep. Doodle Poodle was a girl. Yep. Yeah, Yankee Poodle. Well, who's the cat? Abracatabra. That was her name? Now that you... And there's, wow. a, and there's a turtle? That was Flashback. I think his name was Flashback. I'm putting wow. this on our Instagram. Okay, so... Yep, Captain Carrot. There we go. Um, but I yeah, can't believe this is a it's real an interesting thing. lawsuit that probably that's one that I imagine more than anything else will either get if it doesn't get thrown out, will be just settled because oh, yeah. it, it's in everybody's interest just to settle it and yeah. get it out of the way. Um, and probably it'll be one of those deals, kind of like what happened with Watchmen. Tra- points will be traded, or like actually, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if that might be what the lawsuit is used for. Is the um, is if that Bumblebee movie is falling on a date that Warner Brothers wants for their movie, and they don't mm. want to get it squashed, and that would be the trading point. Uh, remember, remember the whole Watchmen fiasco? No, um, somebody didn't dot the I's and cross the T's on the Watchmen contract, and Fox still had a share of it. Oh, really? Except Fox didn't uh, didn't bring this out until like the very last minute. Like it almost put Watchmen away from release. Oh, wow. And basically they worked at... What it ended up being was a workout for the deal for uh, Batman 66. Because Fox produced the TV show and yep. Warner Brothers uh, yeah, had they, the rights to it. So it was a fight yeah. for the longest time over They couldn't it. release that on video for for years and years and, and years. And Fox had uh, DC kind of over a barrel and let them have it. And the, they worked out a deal for uh, Batman 66 finally. So. Nice. Every, we all won in the end. Yeah. But. 
So the other big news is uh, we have a Star Wars movie without a director yet again, but this yeah. time it's a different Star Wars movie. Colin Trevorrow, who directed Jurassic World, has uh, left the project due to creative differences. The statement basically says he's a great director, but we have differing visions, which maybe, like, if that's true, probably a good thing to get that out of the way now so we don't have a Han Solo situation on mm -hmm. our hands again. Yeah. Um, the weird thing is, is that should be starting to shoot soon. I would well, think so. At the very least, I, well, I thought they were still writing the script for that one. Who was supposed to be writing that one? Uh, he's one of the, I think he's one of the writers on it, too. Mm. Um, now, coinc coincidentally or not coincidentally... Ooh, excuse me. That director uh, happened to have a big bomb this year with uh, I can't remember what it's called. He were, he was the writer director on another movie that got released that people were expecting it to do well and it did not. Was he not on the uh, the Star Wars show recently talking to one of the other directors or was that no, a different? No, that's Ryan Johnson, the one the guy the guy who's directing uh, well, who, Last Jedi. Who interviewed him then? Uh, the director of Hamilton. Oh, is that who it was? Yeah, okay, I the, thought the, it was. The oh no, wasn't? Play. Oh, wasn't it the other way around? Yeah, kind of the other. So way he around. showed up and interviewed him. I didn't quite didn't understand why they were doing that, other than slow news day, and they had nothing yeah. else. And the other, and the guy happened to be doing something on at Skywalker Sound because a lot of movies use Skywalker Sound for recording purposes, oh, yeah. right? So there's different directors in and out of there all, all the time. Well, that and ILM because they're all still based there, basically. Yep. But uh, I'm curious who they're going to get in to fill the shoes. Because, mm. like, the idea behind all of these has sort of been go with a little bit of a younger director, right? J.J. Abrams has probably had the most film credits out of all of them. But Ryan Johnson's only really got three to his credit. Well, what's Abrams... None of them that big big of a budget. What's yeah. Abrams working on now? If they offered him Star Wars uh, Episode Nine, would he jump at it? I don't know if he would. Um, that's a very good question. I'm not sure what he's working on. J.J. Uh, Abrams? I have a feeling Is there he's got Clover something field? in the pipe. Yeah, but he doesn't direct those. He's oh yeah, He, he just, just produces, produces them and kind of steers them a little bit. And then slaps the Cloverfield brand on it. Because they do have that new one coming out um, under the Cloverfield brand. Shit, what was it called? Um, I can't remember. No, it's not called I Can't Remember. No. That'd be a good title for a movie, though. I'd remember that one. Oh. Um, he's producing a bunch of stuff right now. Well, right now, that Cloverfield movie's listed as Cloverfield movie. Oh, is it? Okay. Um, and he's got executive producer. Well, he's the executive producer of Last Jedi, so... Um, well, I'm sure he, after the first one, is probably like, you know, yeah, I want a piece of the action still. Oh, it was definitely part of his deal. Yeah, it doesn't say what. It looks like he's just kind of in in the wings to produce stuff. So it is possible. So he could he could go on to it. He's he's set up a new TV series that he's working on too. But it depends on how much he's working on it. You know what I mean? The Hollywood Reporter has announced has reported that uh, script issues have continued to be the continuing sore spot with episode nine's development with Trevorrow having had repeated stabs at multiple drafts and sources say that the working relationship between Trevorrow and Lucasfilm head Kathleen Kennedy became unmanageable. Kennedy, who has already been through one director firing replacement on the Han Solo movie was not eager for a sequel and tried to avoid this decision. I also think, uh, 
the the other thing to kind of keep in mind too is we lost the director before he even started with uh, Josh Trank, the the guy who directed Fantastic Four, who was supposed to be directing. Oh yeah, he was and supposed then to be doing. He like, was gone right after Fantastic Four. Either was he. Was he supposed to be the one originally on the Han Solo movie, or was we he? Don't a, we don't. Know. It never said, but we're, you know. The just, rumor is it was it was actually a Boba Fett movie he was working on. No. But you would have thought, okay, depending on how far that got in the process, it would still be be like, it. We would know about that movie at this point, so yeah. it might have been Han Solo. But uh, like in J.J. Abrams has the Castle Rock TV show coming out the uh, um, the anthology. Uh, Stephen King show that takes place in Stephen King's mythical town of Castle Rock, Maine. Oh, okay. Which is where, like, Cujo takes place and needful things. It, oh, okay. It's a place that, like, like why did anybody live there? Yeah, like, uh, you move? <laughs> Must have really good jobs. No. Low actually, taxes. not really, because it's like a seaside town. Well, like, then maybe that's it. They Nobody can afford to... Nobody can sell their house, so they can't afford to move, because... Yeah, if you can't sell your home, you can't buy a new home. Yeah, Scott Glenn's in it, which I love Scott Glenn. He's one of my favorite character actors. He, um, for you, uh, he played Stick in Daredevil oh, okay. and Defenders. Yep. Uh, he was in Backdraft. He was yep. in uh, uh, Silence of the Lambs. Never saw that one. Yeah, he's a Silverado. I love Silverado. That's one of those forgotten movies. Every time you say Silverado, I think Canyon Arrow. <laughs> So with that, let's move into the uh, the fall preview. Summer is more or less over. Well, for us in Ontario, it's been over since the start of since August. June, yeah. Really, yeah, um, we never really had much of a summer. But the uh, the the fall movie and TV season is upon us. Uh, so we thought we'd take a brief look and see what's coming out in the future that we're looking forward to, both mil- movie and film wise, uh, both new seasons and old seasons. You mean TV and film wise? TV and film wise, yes. You said movie and film wise. No. <laughs> and she's back. I was at, I was at <laughs> Ouch, Fan <man. laughs> Expo all weekend. My brain is still slightly mushy. Like I'm just more trying so. to not cause confusion. It's okay. <laughs> so, um, Kevin, what were, what is standing out in your mind? Since you were the one who passed the list around to everybody. Yeah, well. I didn't get the list. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry I didn't get it to you. That's okay. I made my own list. Um, it's probably the same. I forwarded it on. I I looked at the list and there was nothing really that jumped out at me that was not something that everybody's going to go oh, yeah, see. You did. Yeah. Um all of the big films are movies that I'm excited about. Um so Justice League I think hopefully fingers crossed uh, will be fine that's November 17th. Of course Star Wars, I mean everybody's looking forward to the new Star Wars. Yeah. Um Thor Thor, uh, but there's one uh, small movie that does come out on October 20th that the more I read about it, the more I'm intrigued by it. It's called Professor Marston and the Wonder Women. Have oh, you okay, yeah. yeah. So it's a biopic of William Moulton Marston, the creator of Wonder Woman. He was a very interesting man. He also invented the polygraph. Yep. Uh, and he, um, while he was married... He also had a mistress, and his wife was very aware of the mistress, and so they had this sort of open three-way relationship as well. So the movie's going to talk about his his strange um, three-person marriage and his um, obsession with female bondage and his obsession with truth detection. 
all the while having this other story of the creation of the world's most preeminent female superhero as well. Well, so I don't know this for for certain, but it sounds like the movie talks about the fact that there there's been the story for for a number of years now that maybe his wife and his girlfriend had a little bit more to do with the comic than was ever credited. Probably. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me. I know one of them is the sort of physical basis for Wonder Woman. I think so, yeah. But like, as in like how he described it to the artist, I guess, because he didn't draw Wonder Woman. He was just right. the writer on it. And interestingly, like... You hear about these three-way relationships and stuff, and whatever floats your boat and whatever is your thing. But um, a lot of people just assume, well, that's if one part of it goes, it all falls apart. Mm-hmm. And, like that's how it's portrayed in movies and TV. Hopefully, this doesn't because this sounded, when he like, passed away, the the wife and the girlfriend still lived together yeah. for like years yeah. later, decades. This was a this was a committed relationship with three people. It sounds yep. really interesting, and it also sounds like the most Oscar Beatty of the movies on my list too. <laughs> mm. um, I had a sort of Oscar Beatty one on my list. I think. Well, we'll get to it. I know. <laughs> so yeah, that that's the one that's um, that's sort of. Um, jumping out at me right now is as sort of interesting and smaller and um uh the other movie that i'm ex- interested in is the new pixar movie coco mm-hmm. uh, i think um i think a lot of people forget that that's coming yeah i've never even heard of it it's about uh a young boy who um his parents have died and they can i think i'm not sure exactly it's hard I know to it tell from the previous the mexican day of the dead festival and um, contacting spirits on the other side, and so it's it looks it looks cool and trippy as well, uh, with this awesome sort of Mexican um, yeah. Mexican art style. I have to admit, for a while I dismissed it because uh, did you say see uh, Book of Life, the the DreamWorks picture that Guillermo del Toro produced? No, I never did oh, see that. It's fantastic, mm-hmm. and nobody beautiful. saw it. It's a beautiful animated film. I think it's on Netflix. Mm. But very, it's definitely, now that I've seen more of Coco, like, especially after you mentioned it, mm-hmm. Jen and I watched the trailer and stuff, it's not going to be the same movie. No. It just has, like, very basic things that are very similar, like, but it's, you know, Dave the Dead's a big cultural thing. It's yeah. kind of like, yeah. you know, there's more than one movie that involves Halloween in North American culture. What? Christmas, yeah. Yeah. The thing no. I love the best about Pixar trailers is that they never really reveal what the plot of the movie is going to be. They give you enough to make it interesting mm-hmm. that you want to go, but they never, you don't see the whole movie in the previews, which I love. Like mm-hmm. uh, Brave is my favorite example of that. Spoilers if you've not seen Brave. Um, in the preview, in the trailers, you know, I, I'm like, okay, well, it's a... Sh- it's a princess it's, movie. It's a princess movie about a princess who doesn't really want to be a princess and she has a troubled family life and, you know, she wants to be rebellious and, you know, there's probably some otherworldly stuff, but that's, you know, what you got out of it. Still looked good. And it had nothing to do with the bears. I had no idea the queen turned into a bear. I had yeah. no idea there was this whole other plot of this mother-daughter relationship from the previews. And that's what I love best about the Pixar movies is because I'm always interested in seeing them and I always know that I'm not going to see what I think I'm going to see. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't know how much faith Disney has in this one because they are, I think in order to draw an audience, you know how they put a short film before the movie? This movie is going to have a 30-minute Frozen short film. Ooh. Which is good and bad. It's it's, the original movie... 
isn't long enough, maybe? I, I don't know. It, but it's, it, it, it's, it's 20... almost 30 minutes long, and it's like, I think it's called Olaf's Summer Vacation. Or something. They, they're just desperate to get people in the theater, so they figure well, if you put Frozen they, at the beginning they, of they it. They feel that this movie is good enough that they want to make sure people are in theaters. That's the yeah. other thought. Yeah. Because yep. but it Car, means... Cars 3, 4, Cars Car... 3. Did not do as expected this yeah, summer. It did are, okay, but not... There are only three Pixar movies I never saw in the theater. Cars 2 and 3 and The Good Dinosaur, which people oh forget about. Oh my God, about. <laughs> The Good Dinosaur was so sad. Uh, but um, yeah, I don't know why they would go... and So that means this movie isn't going to have a Pixar short in front of it. It's going to have mm. a Disney animation short in front of mm. it. That might have been for time. Something might not have worked out. Yeah, yeah I don't know. But uh, if you that's like, a good choice, though. If you like Frozen, um, you might want to go see Coco this fall. Brian, anything sticking out to you in the uh, the movie department? Uh well, other than the big ones, uh, I didn't even look at what movies were coming out because, uh, yeah, like I would, you know, I want to see Thor, I want to see Justice League, I want to see Star Wars. There's like they're almost one right after the other once November rolls around, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, even, I don't even know what other movies are coming out. Well, it's a it's a slower period. This yeah. is when we start getting the actor movies. Yeah, more and there's so some good that. ones I'm sure out there. Yeah. There tends to be some, you know, some that sneak in there. But well, Jen found one off of Kevin's list that I kind of want to see now. So what? <laughs> <laughs> I found one on that was on Kevin's list. I think so. Or was it was it or was that the the list you found? I don't know which movie the you're Queen Victoria about. movie. Oh, yeah, no, that was on my list. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know, was that on on your list? list. What's the Queen Victoria movie So there's a movie called Victoria and Abdul. And it's it's a movie, sort of a biopic, I guess, of uh, the later years of Queen Victoria's life where she basically befriends a a servant who comes from India Mm -hmm. and... uh, Basically, he develops this friendship with him, and he's he's not a noble or anything. He's a peasant from India who mm-hmm. is sent over, and um, yeah, it's just it's like a it looks like it's going to be a heartwarming movie about her later years and how she, as still as Queen of England, finds friendship and I don't know, it looks really good. Judy Dench is in it. Yeah, and she's always good at playing the curmudgeon-y. She's the queen. Yeah, of course. Second round is Queen Victoria. At least. Yeah, yeah. she not. didn't. They're... She win an Oscar for playing Queen Victoria. I don't know. She was nominated. I think she was nominated for Mrs. Brown, which she played Queen Victoria. In. Yeah. It's, uh... Oh, she she won the Oscar for playing Queen Elizabeth. Did she in Young in Shakespeare in Love? Didn't she? Did she? Oh, she I don't queen, remember. Is she Queen Victoria in Shakespeare in Love? She's Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, she's Queen Elizabeth. Oh. <laughs> All those queens. Um. But yeah, are we gonna do my list now? Yeah, a couple of things. Oh, on my wait, list? I didn't. Oh, I just right. looked oh, at Ryan one, so I just have anything. Right? I didn't. Sorry. I just looked at the list. Um, I forgot Kingsman. Yeah, I was I gonna say, Ryan, oh, yeah. you forgot about Kingsman. I did, but I want to see that. And that one comes out in just a couple of weeks, and mm-hmm. that one's kind of flying under the radar a little bit. I need to see the first Kingsman yet. Oh, yes, no? you do. yes, you do. Oh, you need dude, to see dude. it. Yeah, I'll watch it again. Yeah, we watched it not too long ago, but I will watch I'd it again. It's great. Hey, I realized I didn't own it and bought it just to get you know found it on DVD for seven a Blu-ray for seven dollars. And thought, well, I I think I don't own this, but for seven dollars, I'll buy it and take a chance. According to the list I saw, it comes out the same day as the Lego Ninjago movie, <laughs> which looks good. It looks which cute. I know nothing about Ninjago, but the trailer for that movie was so funny. Yeah, Lloyd. Lloyd. <laughs> Name's Lloyd. No, it's not. I named you. That was cute. <laughs> L-L-O-Y-D, Lloyd. I named you, yeah. See, I, I I don't know about that movie. I saw the trailer for the first time the other day. Yeah, okay, it looks fun. Looks, but 
I think they're they're almost at the point where they're overdoing the yeah, Lego branded I movies. Think, I think they should take a break at at this point. Like like okay, guys, we get it. Get I think this. the kids are gonna you know, kids are gonna go see it. They're gonna want to go see it. I just don't know if it's gonna get the same amount of money or the same buzz as the Lego movie yeah. or as the yeah. Batman even if it's Lego as movie. good. Yeah. I have I think there'll be a drop off. Mm. I'd rather they do a hundred more Lego movies than one more. Well, doesn't Lego movie. movie two come out next summer? Yeah. Oh, does it? Oh, yeah. Yay! So they've got that. That they've got that in the works, and I'm sure there's Lego Batman is sitting too is sitting in the back of somebody's head, but you know, diminishing returns might stop that. Yeah. Um, now it's your turn. Sorry, now it's my turn. Okay. Um, so ones that haven't been mentioned yet. Uh, my Little Pony movies in October. No, I knew you were. I thought that was the summer. Nope, October sixth. I don't think I'm going to go and see it in theaters because yeah, I feel a little awkward sitting oh, go. in the theaters. Just with go a bunch see it at ten o'clock at night. By yeah, go to the late late show. <laughs> you saw one of the Equestria Girls movies in theaters. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. I drove you. I didn't see the Equestria Girl movie. No, one I of them. Not. Yeah, you <laughs> Maybe you dropped her off thinking that's what she was going to see. I Meanwhile, went she went and else. saw something else. Um, Jumanji is in December. Oh, oh. Yeah. that one looks good. I follow The Rock on Instagram, so I watched like the whole making of that movie on through Instagram. <laughs> He pulled pr- pranks on, uh, what was his name? Ke- Kevin, Kevin, Hart. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. All the time. It was hilarious. And then filmed them and put them on Instagram. Nice. Um, Pitch Perfect 3, which I know is. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed the Pitch Perfect movie. I love so the I, first I two. I thought the third one was already movies. out. We're, we're starting to beat that horse to death. This will be the last one. They're not I, I even don't... in school no. anymore. And I think they, but the thing I love about the Pitch Perfect movies is that they know they're ridiculous and they just go with it. Yeah. So it's not like they're trying to be a, a serious comedy. They're just like, yeah, this is stupid and we're just going to roll with it. And the last one that I found that looks really interesting is The Greatest Showman on Earth, which is the story of P.T. Barnum. That's yeah. coming out in December. Now, yeah, who's playing P.T. Barnum in that? Uh, Jackman. Jack- Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. And it's a musical. Yeah. Of course it is. It looks Jackman. really has he, good. Has he done a musical on screen yet? Yeah, he did. Les Miserables? Right? I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I, as soon as I said it, I'm like, Just oh, wait. It's a called Les Miserables. Yeah. So if you don't want to see that one, Brent, because I know you're not a big fan of musicals, I'll go with Kevin. Oh, that one I might. Because P.T. Barnum is <laughs> one of those interesting guys in history, right? It's like, interesting because there's already, a, like, there's a stage musical called Barnum. Is there? Uh, which Jim Jim Dale, you know Jim Dale, he reads the Harry Potter novels now. No. Mm-hmm. He's the nope. audiobook guy. I read the Harry, Harry Potter, Potter novels sometimes, anyway, he too. Was, he was P.T. Barnum on Broadway back in the... Early 80s. So it's strange that they've written a whole new musical about P.T. Barnum. Uh, it makes me wonder if there was like kind of one of those rights issues. I don't know. But um, yeah, I can't really th- add any films onto the list. It's like same with you guys. I'm, cur- I'm The ones I'm really curious about um, beyond the fact that I'm like, I, I just want Justice League to do well, especially yeah, after Wonder Woman. It's like, yep. I don't want the momentum lost. No. Yeah. I also like... Well, Weirdly, I want to see that movie for one of two reasons. One, I hope it, it they've righted the ship and this is going to be awesome. Well, Whedon's is, getting a writing credit on it now. Yeah. So that's like how much more he's actually done since he's come on. Like, but the other part of me is like how much, like if it's not good, how much of a clusterfuck is this oh, going to be? It could be a like, real good thing. Like, because you're bringing on and I, they have... Very Joss Whedon and Zack Snyder have very different sensibilities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not oh, yeah. shitting on Snyder either. Like no, some no. people are going to, 
But visually speaking, and from like a writing standpoint, they're not exactly oil and water, but kind of maybe water and Pepsi, or or <laughs> a really caffeinated drink in Zack Snyder's case. Mm, um, yeah, it's like you know they might not mix particularly well. I'm curious to see how that works from just. A film standpoint. It seems to me that the DCEU doesn't have one... It doesn't feel like it has one person at the top guiding the whole thing like Marvel has Kevin Feige. Yeah, then I think that's part of the problem. I thought Jeff Johns was supposed to be that guy. Jeff Johns has his hands full with so many things. So they need they need a guy. Yeah. They need a guy. And I don't know who that guy could be. I, th- I think they thought it was going to be Snyder and people aren't, people aren't loving his vision. Yeah. Why well, originally it was Jenkins supposed to be at this point? Especially originally it was supposed to be Nolan. Oh, because yeah. he keep in mind he was. I, I'm not sure if he ended up in the end being listed as a producer, but he was supposed On to Man be of Steel. He producer was. of Man of Steel. He wasn't ever going to direct it, but no. he was supposed to help guide it. Yeah. And then after Man of Steel, he left and did his own thing. Um, Last Jedi really interests me beyond the fact well, that it's a Star Wars movie, but somebody's given Ryan Johnson a really big budget, and. For a director like him, that could be good. That could not be good because mm-hmm. his his biggest budget movie, I think, at this point is Looper, which is fairly big, like bigger mm-hmm. than obviously bigger than anything I've ever directed, but like not in the same scale that a Star Wars movie is. Right. right. Like most of the uh, the biggest part of the budget was pro for Looper was probably Bruce Willis's salary mm-hmm. and not special effects and everything else. So between that, I like Looper. I really, really like Brick. I, yeah. re- I wish people would go back and watch that movie. The but film go, noir set in a high school. It's great. Going back to the having one person with a guiding hand, and I think this goes back to the news story too. I think Kathleen Kennedy is that person with Star Wars, right? Yeah. She's for better pers- or for worse. She's the person who's saying yes or no and has the final say. And I'm glad there's somebody there on that crew and of course because now Lucas is a subsidiary of Disney just like Marvel is they can they can look at the Marvel the Marvel setup and, and the Disney follow the, that. the Disney higher ups could say this works for Marvel do it for Star Wars yep um which with that being said let's venture into the world of TV okay. i just want to mention just a couple oh, more a couple more movies that we didn't talk about that sound like they feel like they should be big movies but I don't think anybody really cares. And one is Blade Runner 2049. Oh, I keep forgetting about that. I do want to see Is that coming it. out this fall? Uh, yeah. October 6th. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. There you go. Yeah. Um, that's that's one that just feels totally under the radar, even though it's got Harrison Ford and um, Ryan Gosling, Gosling in it. Yep. Um, Dave Bautista think, and Jared Leto. I don't think anybody you know? was really clamoring for a Blade Runner sequel, but we've got one. Apparently I think there I'm, are some short films based on it on, yep, online already. The first one's out. Um, it's not bad. It's uh, a little bit of uh, of just a small precursor introducing what happened with Replicants before uh, the new one came out. Um, it, it's okay. Uh, this Friday, as we record, it opens um i don't love horror movies but that seems to be a big deal yeah it's getting a lot of positive vibes and positive reviews i want to see it but it's 
I, I really like Stephen King. I really like the And as for novels, other so. horror movies, Jigsaw comes out just before Halloween. Yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that, that'll be what, the eighth or ninth Saw yeah. movie at this point? Yeah. There's a live action adaptation of the anime Blade of the Immortal. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, that wasn't originally supposed to get a North American release, and now it is. And it looks insane. <laughs> like, in a good way. <laughs> it's a uh, Takashi Miike is directing it and Takashi Miike is I even his movies that aren't good are still interesting to watch. Right. Right. He did a movie called uh Django Western or Sukiyaki Western Django which is based off of the original Django where the, where Quentin Tarantino took the name from for oh, his okay. but he based it more off of the spaghetti western mm. but it's set in Japan. All the actors are Japanese. Don't they don't speak English, most of the actors, but all their dialogue is in English. So it's all being said phonetically. This weird. Quentin Tarantino plays a cowboy in it. Mm. it it's just, of course he does. And like he did a horror movie called Audition that is just fantastic. That just it's it just ratchets tension until you are as tight as like a guitar string by the end of it. It's it, it's, it, it it's a movie that if it plays in Barry, I will see because it will just be the spectacle worth watching. Uh, the last movie I want to mention opens November tenth, and it's a big budget, star studded version of Murder on the Orient Express. All right, that's another one that seems to be lost in the shuffle, despite the fact that it's got a very Good sized cast to it. Kenneth Branagh directed it, and he's starring in it as Poirot, uh, Penelope Cruz, Willem Dafoe, Judy Dench, oh. Johnny Depp, Josh Gad, Derek Jacobi, Michelle Pfeiffer, Daisy Ridley, Leslie Odom Jr. If Kenneth Branagh's in it, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. So I love a good uh, Agatha Christie as well. So, um, yeah. So that's another one that's on my radar, too. TV show wise. Um Star Trek Discovery, I guess we're we're all looking forward to. Yep, uh, that's that's my big one. <laughs> uh, Kevin will get a little bit more into that in the Fan Expo episode, I'm yes, sure, I will. because he attended the the Star Trek Discovery panel. Seven cast members and a producer were there. It but, was amazing. Yeah, from all points, sounds like at least they're excited about it. The cast hasn't even seen it yet at this point. Mm. Um, the producer has took some episodes home to watch and has wife said stop watching it i want to see it when it's finished <laughs> so uh that's how like the people who are making it are excited to be making it and they they seem like they genuinely love the franchise and love being around each other as well that's a good sign uh yeah um Sinequa martin green is super excited to be on this show um so is jason isaacs um he didn't want to put his ass in the captain's chair. He just he waited to the last possible moment before he had to sit in it because he just felt the sort of weight of history, uh, which is kind of cool. Uh, and Anthony Rapp is like the biggest Star Trek fan ever to appear on Star Trek. So, um, it, I'll be honest. I looked through the list of new shows. There was uh, Discovery caught my eye. Yep, The Orville caught my eye. Orville yep. looks like fun. Yep. Beyond that, it was a lot of like. Eh. I have a couple of them, and the one good thing about this uh, particular podcast, it made me watch a bunch of trailers because I was like, I don't know what this show is. Mm-hmm. I'm ki- I'm kind of looking forward to the Orville. 
like anything the that the Orville uh, could go bad really well, quick, the, but it looks Seth good MacFarlane, so far. right? Yeah. yeah, anything that he does gets old really fast for me, and I'm wondering and I'm worried that it's just going to be a bunch of crude potty humor like all his other shows. But he's also a huge Star Trek fan. Yeah, that which is why I'm going to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. If if he wasn't a big fan, I probably would have just been like, no, this is going to be a stupid bathroom joke toilet humor show and I'm not wouldn't watch it. And at least the trailers don't seem to be portraying it as yeah. like it's got some it looks funny like jokes. a funny But are all is that all the funny jokes in the whole show? Well, that's okay ha- then if it doesn't, you know, yeah. if it's sci-fi it I'm definitely going to give it a sh- I'm definitely going to give it a shot and you know, I apologize if anybody is a big fan of Family Guy or American Dad or his other shows. It's not I a half like. hour sitcom either. Yeah. It's an hour long show. So. I'm really really hoping that I am pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Are you done? Actually, with... that first episode of that will be out before this is. It, oh, yeah, no, it it's actually airs on, airs on September tenth. Oh, okay, oh, okay. Um, the other stuff I had on my list. Um, Hulu is doing Runaways. Yep, um, saw that one. That's not until November. November twenty first. Yeah. Well, yeah, but all these other movies we talked about no, were in no, December. So no, like... no, but I'm saying like it's it's going to be a little ways away. Yeah. Um, I looked at a couple of trailers for Marvel's Inhumans. Um, it looks interesting. I'm when I was watching the trailers, it made me wonder how this is going to hold up as a multiple, multiple, multiple episode series as opposed to a movie. Mm. So, and I well, like the big limited, puppy. Though. There, it's how eight many? episodes. Yeah, eight and then episodes. yeah, and then Brent told me it was eight episodes, and I'm like, okay, well, I can see how they would do it in eight episodes. And the first couple they filmed in IMAX to show in IMAX. It's out in IMAX now. Yeah. yeah, it looks it looks really good. I'm actually looking forward to that one. Mm. Uh, what else did I have? Uh, Black Lightning looks cute. It's cute. It looks really cute. I wasn't sure if that was a fall show or if it was waiting until mid-season. Uh, that it, I'm not sure. I don't remember. I think it's a mid-season. Yeah. Like, yeah which, yeah, depending on when they've stopped the mid-season. But. but I'm wondering again if I'm going to get bored of it. Like, I'm kind of bored of all the Arrowverse shows right now. Well, it's not part of the Arrowverse. But I know, but yeah. I'm wondering if it's going to be the same kind of thing. Oh. It's the same production team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and The Gifted, which... I, I sound like I'm talking down to all these shows because The Gifted, I'm like, this is going to be like Heroes where it's every episode is, who's the mutant to this episode? And then at the end of the season, they're like, well, we've done that gimmick to death. Uh, now what? <laughs> I'll be honest, the trailers for The Gifted haven't grabbed me. The only no. thing that grabs me about that show is the fact that it's the team behind... Um, Legion, isn't it? Uh, no? No. Um, uh I used to be a spy. Uh, Burn notice. Burn notice. Oh, is oh. the team behind? Yeah, so I'm like, that that interests me more than the trailers have because huh. they, they do good TV work. So, so. fun fact for uh, Brent and I, we watched. We didn't see all of Burn Notice, but we watched a good four seasons or five five seasons, seasons of it. Did he and ever get his Burn Notice rescinded? At the beginning of every, the at the beginning show. of every one, he goes, you know, my name is whatever his name was. I used to be a spy, and now anytime there's a TV show that starts with my name is. I always go, I used to be a spy. My name is Oliver Queen. And I used to be a spy. <laughs> Arrow in the Flash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Supergirl starts that way too, doesn't she? Yeah. Yep. yep. My name's Kara Donvers. I used to be a spy. Ryan, Sorry. did you have any new TV shows that uh, popped out at you? New ones? Uh, yes. Uh, DuckTales. <gasps> I forgot oh, about DuckTales. Well, no, it hasn't. It's just the it first just episode premiered. Oh, I thought, I thought and, But the, it doesn't going, actually, no? no, it doesn't oh, okay. uh, start again until the 23rd. Oh. So you just did that one day, 24-hour cycle. You're bringing back Darkwing Duck. I'm happy. I need to watch that. I, I forgot about that. I haven't watched it yet either. It, it's good. It's worth watching. It feels like 
the old DuckTales, like the way you remember DuckTales being. But with the newer sort of more, not limited, but more... Modernized, Modernized. Maybe. Yeah, it's got... The it's, different art style. The it's art not the same as cartoon. It isn't like, it's not classic the, looking as the 80s DuckTales. No. It's, it's more Phineas and Furby. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. David Tennant. <laughs> Donald Duck is in it. So. Okay, so DuckTales. Uh, DuckTales. Uh, so if we're going with new shows, uh, I saw one called, it's not you know it's not a nerdy show, uh, Seal Team. Like, I like myself a good oh, action army. is that the David army. Boreanaz? I yes, think so. I think that's Boreanaz that one. one. So that could be good because, you know. There's like two or three new military dramas this fall. And cop shows too because SWAT. SWAT. Has yeah, I saw turn. something. I saw that on there somewhere too. Uh, most of my other stuff is all you know returning shows that I'm excited for. You know, Brooklyn Nine Nine season five. Yeah. That I usually wait for that to be on Netflix. I know, and then so we binge, binge it. it. <laughs> but you know, we get Stranger Things season two. Yeah, uh, I still haven't Netflix. watched Stranger Things. Oh, you have to uh, Punisher. Punisher on well, Netflix. Well, I guess that's new, right? I, I, that's that's new. a new one. Yep. I sort of think of it as as yeah. old because we've already seen them in the whole season. But yeah, that's new. So you no, know, all the. Arrowverse shows, can't wait for them to start up. They all start up the same week. Yeah. So that'll be good. Uh, I love NCIS. Oh, that's just, I like that old, you yeah, know, I know, like me Criminal. and a bunch of old people love to watch that show. I really like Criminal Minds. <laughs> it's Criminal Minds and Law and Order SBU. I don't know what that says about me, but you but like I Criminal. Like you two. like Criminal Minds, even though I made up a theme song for it. Yes. <laughs> and then I'm not so sure about that young Sheldon spinoff oh, of Big Bang awful. Theory. I, I don't think I don't know who was asking bad. for that show. Exactly. Nobody There's was. nothing about that show that made me want to know his origin story no. yeah uh i mean i'm not sure unless he gets bit is. by a radioactive spider <laughs> unless they show the episode where apparently he makes his own nuclear reactor in the uh you know yeah, that. yeah see like the, but yeah it's I, way more fun to have his backstory revealed in funny little tidbits like that than it is to do a whole show about it yes exactly I do like the fact that they cast laurie metcalf's daughter to play oh, Sheldon's mother. Oh, that's okay. nice. That's that. why her voice sounds so much like yeah. like Laurie Metcalf. So, you know, uh, I mean, what's his name who who created Big Bang Theory? Um, and then Chuck Lorre. Chuck Lorre. His shows are hit or miss, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if they if it hits, it'll run forever. If not, it'll. I'm looking forward to. I'm, I still like watching the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I, I enjoy it too. I buy it on DVD and then binge it. I yep. was looking at it the other day and couldn't remember if I finished watching the season. Well, and then we get a new season of Riverdale. Oh, yeah, that's a good show, too. That could be good. Have you got any that you wanted to talk about? Because I've got a couple more that I just want to touch on yeah, briefly. Ahead. Ghosted looks really fun. Oh, I wanted Craig, to, What did... They had a panel at Financial. Was that Friday? For, yeah. I See, com- I thought of it. I would say, oh, we should check that out. And then, yeah, totally... I completely forgot about it. Because he was there, too. Yeah. What's his name? Craig Robertson? Craig Robinson, Robinson and Adam Scott are the leads. And they're both very funny people. And, you know, they were both on, like, sort of... The Office verse shows. One was on Parks and Rec, that it was on The Office. Craig Robinson so. has been awesome in his guest yeah. appearances on Brooklyn Nine Nine. So, yes. Oh, he's great on uh, that. the uh, uh, the Buick Bandit. No, what is no, it? the Cadillac Pontiac Bandit. Cadillac Bandit. Bandit? Pontiac Bandit, isn't it? No, Cadillac. Cadillac Bandit. Oh, it might be Pontiac. I anyway, it was Pontiac. I like those two guys. I think anyway. they're very funny. Uh, they're horrible. Um, let's see here. The, the other one. I was looking for new animated shows, and there weren't a lot that were jumping out at me, except um, oh, this one. fall, Disney Disney XD is going to be debuting Big Hero 6. 
Oh yes, the series. Oh, I keep forgetting about yeah, that. Yeah, because they haven't been hyping that because they've uh, all of their press has been about Ducktales and Star Wars Rebels right now. Yeah, so, but oh, they forget about they Rebels. Do air Guardians of the Galaxy. I can't wait to see Rebels and Big Hero Six. I'm so jealous you guys got to <laughs> yeah. see it already. So, it's um, not fair. You haven't even a, seen the rest of Rebels. Here's another teaser for the Fan <laughs> Expo episode. Uh, I cannot wait for the new season of Rebels. But I didn't have to for a little bit because at Fan Expo, I got to see not one, but two Two. episodes. Damn you. Should have come on Saturday. Yeah, I agree uh, with you, Ryan. Damn you both. We'll go into a little bit more in depth. I I, shake my uh, fists at you. We both shake our fists. I was very, very happy, and the eleven-year-old kid sitting beside me—I'm oh, pretty sure crapped himself <laughs> <laughs> with excitement. Not like he just lost; like he was bouncing in his seat, not in an annoying way. He was cheering. He was so excited. It was great. So quickly, a couple more TV shows I just want to mention. Um, Amazon has a show called Jean Claude Van Johnson. Oh yeah! Oh I've yeah! Seen, that seen the pilot of funny. it. The pilot was pretty good. It's about Jean Claude Van Damme playing himself, except he's really a spy. For Pretending to be a movie, an action hero movie star. And when he retired, that's when his film career disappeared. That explains so much of his movies. Yeah, he and... started doing shitty movies when he stopped being a spy. <laughs> uh, have you read any of the novels J.K. Rowling wrote as um, Robert Galbraith? No. Uh, so she wrote a detective series. The Cuckoo's Calling, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, there's a TV series based on that coming to the oh. BBC this fall called Strike. I read one of J.K. Rowling's um Casual Vacancy, oh, one of her adult books. Oh, so it wasn't that one. It was the other one you had read. Yeah. Uh, okay, I can remember. And it was, well, Casual Vacancy was a whole lot of boring until the very end, and then it kind of got a little interesting, but, I mean, it took me a good 150 pages to be interested in that book. Mm. And but la- I still kind of think about the ending every once in a while, so it oh. had a good ending. The Sorry. last show I wanted to mention, even though I know nothing about it except the title, and I like the title, is Kevin Probably Saves the World. <laughs> I've seen the commercials for that. Where um, the Jason woman, Ritter, and I oh, think it's some yeah. kind of isn't the woman. I thought Kevin James was uh, in it, wasn't it? No, no, that's, that's, confused that's, with that's um, Kevin can wait. wait. Oh, sorry. We're gonna no, get you a T-shirt that sound, says Kevin can wait to save the world. Yeah, Kevin probably. <laughs> I, from what I've read about Kevin, probably saves the world. He's like, it's it's like post. Is it? Maybe post-apocalyptic, and he's on a mission from God. Like I think there's I don't a even know if it's post-apocalyptic or if it's like, it's like kind of pre-apocalyptic. No, it's like he has to do things to. Like he's, like he's got an angel. There's someone there. Yeah, there's a so woman. There's a religious or spiritual aspect. That to sounds this interesting. It's, uh, and, it's highway yeah. to heaven for the year 2017. Yeah, and I like Jason Ritter. So yeah, he's on one of my favorite animated shows. Or touched by an angel. Gravity Falls. That's another one of those shows. I haven't seen Gravity oh, Falls. Oh, Gravity Falls is so funny. You yeah, would, you a lot of people like it. Falls. Yeah. So there, there is your a little bit of a fall preview for everybody. If you have a show you think that we skipped over, please feel free to post it in our Facebook group, and maybe we'll take a look at it, or maybe we'll just ignore it. Who knows? <laughs> We will definitely read it, though, so please post stuff in our Facebook group. Mm-hmm. We like or to know on our Facebook the, page. Or, sorry, Facebook page. Yeah, like we like to us. know that people are listening. Yep. And thank you to all the, all the people who have uh, liked and followed us since Fan Expo. We've yeah. Yes, very much so. And all the cosplayers that we got to meet at Fan Expo and uh, our good friend Rose, who uh, donated to my video library the 25th anniversary edition of Goonies on Blu-ray. Ooh. Now, with that, she had a little bit of a caveat that if we can figure out how to film it, I, I tend to agree with. It's the deluxe version that comes with, like, I think it comes with, like, a fake map of the, you know, the map that the kids uh-huh. have. But it also comes with Goonies, the board game. 
Oh. And she requested that if there's a way for us to video playing it, that she would like to see that. So, <laughs> Rose, we will try and make it happen. We can we, make that work. I'm not sure if we have the gear to do it, or at least in a long form, but we could probably get a short video out of it. You can Facebook live stream it. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. Idea. Let Facebook do all the recording. <laughs> so And eat up your bandwidth. Yeah. <laughs> so we come, here. <laughs> we come to the end of the episode, um, which means geek picks. But along with the geek pick... I'd also like you to throw in what your favorite movie from the summer is, if you can remember it. Okay. Or what it, it doesn't have to be the best movie, just the one you f- think you ended up liking the most. So we will start with Kevin. Okay. So um, as we record this, today is September 5th, 25 years ago today. Uh-oh. <laughs> 25 years ago today. Sergeant little... Pepper and his band. Well, you'd what? think, but no. Um it's hard to believe it was 25 years ago today that the very first episode of Batman the Animated Series aired. Oh, yes. Yes, it did. And that is a show that changed um, action action animation forever. I right? love that show. That show is so good. So it was 25 years ago today that On Leather Wings, the first episode that aired, uh, was uh, was um, was broadcast and so uh if you haven't seen batman the animated series why are you listening to this show because <laughs> you should be watching that uh it's sort of a fundamental program in the history of uh, comics and animation and nerdity yeah so uh, i think that will be my geek pick for right now batman the animated series uh i i can't wait till i get that far in my list to start watching that because i've been watching some really (laughs) bad and batman animation lately uh (laughs) for favorite movie of the summer i i gotta go with the only movie i paid to see twice and that was wonder woman i loved wonder woman it was a great movie such a fun action movie uh i get emotional thinking of that scene where she comes up out of the trench and she just you know strides across the battlefield that still gives me goosebumps just thinking about it um, so that would be my movie of the year, uh, movie of the summer, Wonder Woman. Year's not done yet. Year's and not done yet. We still have a Star Wars might, movie and a Justice League movie and a Thor movie. Yeah, something and, might thump out. And Jumanji. Better. And Flatliners. Oh, yeah, we uh, Flatliners. <laughs> flatliners. <laughs> Ryan. Uh, so I'm going to go with my pick. I, I consulted the list uh, that is on the Facebook group. Uh, that Gavin is, you know, so generously taking care of, and noticed that uh, I could have sworn I've already talked about this and recommended it, but it's not there, so I'm gonna do it again. Uh, the latest comic uh, run of the Ghostbusters comic, where they cross over both the original cast of characters with the new Answer the Call characters. They just finished the the mini series, uh, so it's called Ghostbusters 101. Uh, it's a great series. Uh, it's not out on trade yet, so you can find it in floppies. It'll probably only be like a matter of time until the trade comes out, but I recommend that. That's my pick. Uh, movie-wise, it's got to be Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Spider-Man Homecoming? Yep. Well, unless there was another Spider-Man movie that came out this summer. Not that I know of. Okay, well then, yeah, that's, that's the one. <laughs> Go ahead, Jen. Yep. Well... I know you guys missed it for the past couple of episodes, but my geek pick is, as always, Squirrel Girl. 
Ryan North, you better be listening to this. No, but I got to I got to remember to tweet the official Squirrel Girl Twitter feed. Yeah, because they'll be happy about it. I did see at least one Squirrel Girl Squirrel Girl cosplayer. Oh, well, see, I didn't awesome. see any. Because I was I, looking, I would have taken a picture. But her tail was rather heavy. The yeah, one she that kept knocking people over a, with she her had tail. A, she had a friend that was kind of carrying it almost like a wedding train. Oh wow! Like to make sure it stood up right. But my, uh, I guess my non-Squirrel Girl geek pick is uh, actually an artist that I first saw at the Sailor Moon celebration back in June. Is that when I went? Yes. And sure. then I made Brent go and pick up a print of hers at Fan Expo because they're gorgeous. Uh, the artist is uh, Little Paper Forest. Uh, she does a lot of 3D art uh, in paper. Which we cannot afford, which I would kill for one. They're like, what, $400 for the sale? $500. $500. And it's worth every penny. Mm. They are beautiful. It takes her about 30 hours to do. Yeah. Or, or the one I saw was about 30 hours. Yeah, they are beautiful. And I would love to be able to afford one. But um, I've probably posted on our Instagram before. I, I got a print of Nehalenia from uh, the Sailor Moon one. And then I got one of uh, The Last Unicorn at Fan Expo. So I'll put a picture of that on our Instagram too. And she's on Instagram at Little Paper Forest. Um, I'll tag her in the post on Instagram. But she's cool. beautiful, beautiful art. Anyway. And your favorite movie of the summer was? Uh, was Moana this summer or last summer? Moana was before Christmas last yeah. year. Okay. See, I have a really bad timeline in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> what was the last movie I saw? Um I don't know. I, yeah, I guess Spider-Man was probably my favorite. There were just so many good movies this summer. Guardians was fantastic. Wonder Woman was fantastic. But I think Spider-Man is probably my favorite, uh, just because I've always been such a diehard Spider-Man fan. And they finally got Peter Parker right, and I was so happy. <laughs> so for my geek pick, um, I'm going with something I picked up at Fan Expo as well. Um, I am currently reading the X-Force Omnibus. Oh. Fabian Netzieza and drawn by the ever-wonderful Rob Liefeld, the, the guy who is friends with me on Twitter but blocks me on Facebook. Okay. <laughs> I love the oh, lack of feet on the covers. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm tempted. I may do it is go through, as I'm reading it, do a foot count. Um, but... Uh, it's weird. I was he expecting tends to hide his feet. I know. I, yeah. I love that run. I it is the run of X Force is what got me back buying comics. Is X Force number one hit stands, and the kid next door to me said I should buy it. Huh. He was convinced it was going to be worth a million dollars at the time. I bought. I looked at it, and it had this huge guy with huge guns on the cover, and, and there was a guy that was a rocket coming out of his butt. That's and, so funny, you know. So I like it. There was an energy to it, and as much as Liefeld is maligned now as an artist, he was top shit at that point. Him, Jim Lee, and Todd McFarlane were the, Portacio, and yeah, the the guys who went on the found image were really were really big in the art period of that of that time of comics. Weirdly, the stories so far, I'm only up to X Force Two. Still, kind of lines up fairly well. It's got um, it start. The omnibus has new mutants, uh, so 98, 99, and one hundred. So it leads into it. Huh. Um, and it's, I'm kind of amazed that it holds up as well as it does. Like I was expecting it to be kind of like the art was going to be good, but the so far the story is still going fairly well. It's funny because 
I read New Mutants. Like, I have a complete run of New Mutants. And one, you dropped one off 100. at 100, and right? I, well, I, I started to read X-Force, but it didn't take me long to drop that book. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't like this. And I like Nicias as a, a writer. I loved his run on New Warriors. Uh, but uh, X-Force just didn't do anything for me. It was weird rereading the, um, the uh, first appearance of Deadpool. Because it is not the character that it is now, no matter what they might try and make mm-hmm. you believe. It's just, like, he's maybe a little snarky, but yeah. beyond that, it's it's not the same character. And Well, costume-wise, it's yeah. similar, I guess. But, um, yeah, so far it's been, it's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm glad I'm revisiting it. But I know, like, there's this weird period where it goes from, like, Liefeld to Greg Capullo. Uh-huh. And then to Mike Mignola for a couple issues oh. and talk about a jarring switch in art styles there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that that's my geek pick, X-Force Omnibus number one. Or you can also find it, uh, I think those are broken up into smaller, mm. cheaper to afford hardcovers. The reason I got the Omnibus, because it was the same price as two of the smaller hardcovers right. with more material in it. I want to guess what your movie of the summer is. What's my movie of the summer? I'm going to guess it's Baby Driver. That is it. <laughs> I had so much fun at Baby Driver. And like Jen said, there was a lot of good summer movies this year. Guardians was really good. Spider-Man would probably be my number two. Spider-Man or Wonder Woman. They'd See, I thought it was going to be Alien Covenant. Oh, the most disappointing of the year. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's got a really good soundtrack to it, and just it, it was nice to see something that isn't attached to anything, right? And maybe that's why, like maybe it's not as good as those movies, but it was. Yeah, I loved Baby Driver; it was fun. It was, I'd forgotten about it, but yeah, no, that was a good movie. It but was super fun, yeah. It, it definitely has grabbed my attention because nothing else was like it. Yep. So that's it for this episode. Uh, stay tuned shortly. Um, there is going to be a Fan Expo episode of some short. Might be before this one comes out. Might be after this one comes out. Depends on how quickly print edits. <laughs> <laughs> but there will, well, there will definitely be some sort of Fan Expo material up after this episode. It just depends on which one it is. So stay tuned for that. And in two weeks after this episode, we will have a regular episode as well. Where we'll be talking about nerd stuff and... Oh, uh, that's it. The uh, next episode, the regular episode we're doing, Uh-oh. we are going to discuss. We're fan, gonna theories. Go with fan theories. Oh, fan theories. So we're going to pick up I'm some so excited. of our, our, fam- our favorite fan theories from the right. net over movies and TV shows and discuss them. And then, so if you have any that you want us to talk about or look into, put it up on the Facebook group yep. or on the on the Facebook page in the comments for this episode, so we can see it, or even just email us. We or check out. We check our message. Tweet us. Contact Anything us. from Jar Run us down on the street. Being a Sith Lord to... Uh, to something that Brent can't think, think of, right of To right something now. with Harry yeah, Potter. Spoiled mine. Yeah. And I just, re- oh, yeah. I just realized this is a month of bonus episodes, too, because right after that we'll be recording our Barry Public Library Con Woo! live episode. Yeah. So. Live yeah. September 23rd at the Barry Public work Library. For Brent this month. <laughs> Keeping Brent busy. <laughs> Uh, We're becoming a weekly podcast. <laughs> Only for this month, Just though. in September. And maybe November. <laughs> maybe, up to, maybe September. Maybe, not maybe December, too. We're going to do a Star Trek Discovery uh, yeah, reaction episode, too. That. <laughs> that one might be short, though. That might be kind of a mini episode. But um, Anyways, for Kevin, Ryan, and Jen, we will see you on our next episode. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye. Set your phasers to sexy. 
You've been listening to the True North Nerds, recorded at the Utility Cupcake Research Kitchen. Reach the nerds on Twitter at True North Nerds, on Facebook under, surprise, True North Nerds. And you can reach them by email at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. If you like the opening theme song, it's called Set Your Phasers to Sexy by Kirby Crackle from the album Sounds Like You. Please go to kirbycracklemusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it. So set your phasers to sexy. It's the way you read your books that